Good morning. Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church. I'm Pastor Tyson Bibb, and a special warm welcome to any guests or visitors we have joining us this day. Please know you're always very welcome here at Trinity. We've now come to the third Sunday in Lent, that is Oculi Sunday, and those Latin terms come from the first words in the intro, of course, where we will pray this day, my eyes are ever toward the Lord. At this time, I'll turn your attention to the uh, inside of the back cover of your bulletin where we have that focused on Christ section, a summary of the readings in today's service. Jeremiah was charged with speaking evil when he spoke the word of the Lord. So also, Jesus is accused of doing evil when in fact he is doing good. He casts out a demon from a mute man so that he is able to speak. But some said Jesus did this by the power of Beelzebub, that is, Satan. Like Pharaoh of old, their hearts were hard. They did not recognize the finger of God, the power of the Holy Spirit at work in and through Jesus. Jesus is the stronger man who overcomes the strong man. He takes the devil's armor of sin and death and destroys it from the inside out by the Holy Cross. He exercises and frees us by water and the word. We were once darkness, but now we are light in Christ the Lord. As children of light, our tongues are loosed to give him thanks and or give thanks and praise to him who saved us. We do have the great joy of receiving the Lord's body and blood this day, and so as part of that and in keeping with his word, we do ask that all those communing this day be members in good standing of Lutheran Church Missouri Synod congregations. That is, if they share the same confession as us, as our Lord bids us do in his word, as we receive this blessed gift of his body and his blood this day. The service is Divine Service Setting 3 as it begins on page 184. We now sing the first hymn. O God, whose glory it is always to have mercy, be gracious to all who have gone astray from your ways, and bring them again with penitent hearts and steadfast faith to embrace and hold fast the unchangeable truth of your word. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading for the third Sunday in Lent is from Exodus chapter 8. Then the Lord said to Moses, Say to Aaron, Stretch out your staff and strike the dust of the earth, so that it may become gnats in all the land of Egypt. And they did so. Aaron stretched out his hand with his staff and struck the dust of the earth, and there were gnats on man and beast. All the dust of the earth became gnats in all the land of Egypt. The magicians tried by their secret arts to produce gnats, but they could not. So there were gnats on man and beast. Then the magicians said to Pharaoh, This is the finger of God. But Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he would not listen to them as the Lord had said. Then the Lord said to Moses, Rise up early in the morning and present yourself to Pharaoh as he goes out to the water, and say to him, Thus says the Lord, Let my people go, that they may serve me. Or else, if you will not let my people go, behold, I will send swarms of flies on you and your servants and your people and into your houses. And the houses of the Egyptians shall be filled with swarms of flies and also the ground on which they stand. But on that day I will set apart the land of Goshen, where my people dwell, so that no swarms of flies shall be there, that you may know that I am the Lord in the midst of the earth. 
Thus I will put a division between my people and your people. Tomorrow this sign shall happen. And the Lord did so. There came great swarms of flies into the house of Pharaoh and into his servants' houses. Throughout all the land of Egypt, the land was ruined by the swarms of flies. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle, <clears throat> pardon me, the epistle is from Ephesians chapter 5. Therefore be imitators of God as beloved children, and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not even be named among you, as is proper among saints. Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. For you may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure or who is covetous, that is, an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore do not associate with them. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 11th chapter. Jesus was casting out a demon that was mute. When the demon had gone out, the mute man spoke, and the people marveled. But some of them said, He casts out demons by Beelzebul, the prince of demons, while others, to test him, kept seeking from him a sign from heaven. But he, knowing their thoughts, said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is laid waste, and a divided household falls. And if Satan is also is divided against himself, how will his kingdom stand? For you say that I cast out demons by Beelzebul, and if I cast out demons by Beelzebul, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore they will be your judges. But if it is by the finger of God that I cast out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his own palace, his goods are safe. But when one stronger than he attacks him and overcomes him, he takes away his armor in which he trusted and divides his spoil. Whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. When the unclean spirit has gone out of a person, it passes through waterless places seeking rest, and finding none, it says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when it comes, it finds the house swept and put in order. Then it goes and brings seven other spirits more evil than itself, and they enter and dwell there, and the last state of that person is worse than the first. And he, as he said these things, a woman in the crowd raised her voice and said to him, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breasts at which you nursed. But he said, Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our sermon text this day is from the Gospel lesson, Luke 11, verses 21 
to 23. Jesus said, when a strong man, fully armed, guards his own palace, his goods are safe. But when one stronger than he attacks him and overcomes him, he takes away his armor in which he trusted and divides his spoil. Whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. This is our text. On this Lenten season of repentance and preparation, there are so many things that we can focus on. However, a reality that is seen in many of the scripture lessons for this season is that of spiritual warfare. On the first Sunday in Lent, Jesus battled Satan in the wilderness, overcoming him with the word of God. Last Sunday was about persisting in the one true faith, abiding in the one true faith in the face of great affliction, even when it would seem that God himself is against you. We are to cling to the bare word of God alone, ever trusting in the truth of God's mercy to us in Christ Jesus. This is a kind of spiritual struggle all its own. And in today's gospel lesson, Jesus casts out a demon while at the same time being accused of working with Satan. Now, at first blush, such an accusation sounds insane. But we shouldn't be so quick to judge, and let me explain what I mean by that. You see, to their credit, the Pharisees, they at least acknowledged the supernatural reality of life, which is certainly more than many people today are prepared to do. The Pharisees at least realized that, well, there were two options when it came to Jesus. He was either the Son of God, casting out demons by the finger of God, to borrow some words from the Old Testament lesson. That is, he cast him out by the power of God, or he was working with the devil. This acknowledgement is honestly refreshing when compared to the all-you-can-eat spiritual buffet from which people eat today. Lord have mercy, there are even some who consider themselves to be enlightened Christians who tolerate and even promote that which God has called evil, and they do so in the name of Jesus. May God the Holy Spirit grant them true repentance. However, when it comes to this either-or approach to Jesus, it does bring us back to a fundamental truth concerning the one true God. If someone is not worshiping the true God, that is, the blessed Holy Trinity who reveals himself in the divine Son, Jesus Christ, then they are worshiping and serving the devil, whether they know it or not. The first commandment is as clear as it gets. You shall have no other gods. There is only one true God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. This is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God who led his people Israel out of Egypt and out of the bondage of Pharaoh. This he accomplished by fearsome plagues and the leading of his people through the Red Sea on dry ground. Now in the gospel, the Pharisees claim that Jesus, the Son of God, was operating under the power of Beelzebul, which is a derogatory name meaning the Lord of the Flies, a name often used of the pagan gods back in those days. This name is derived from the false god Baal, or Baal, who is often confronted in the Old Testament. But Jesus, however, he cuts straight to the chase and he calls him Satan. You see, folks, there are no other gods. There are no other ways. If you do not worship the true God revealed in Jesus Christ, you are in league with the devil. And so we see that even though the Pharisees were wrong in their assessment of Jesus, and even though they accused him of casting out demons by the power of Satan, they at least had some sense of what was at stake here. They knew what was actually going on. Honestly, in that regard, well, they were well ahead of many people today, and perhaps at times, even ahead of us. Now, let's be honest with ourselves. 
Isn't it true that we often prefer the good opinion of our neighbor more than whether or not he has that one true saving faith which is found in Jesus Christ alone? Now, mind you, that doesn't mean that we need to be obnoxious about the truth. No person is ever shamed into the kingdom of God, nor is it necessary to beat people over the head with your Bible. It just doesn't work that way. However, we should also not stoop to the level of using gimmicks to try and trick people into God's kingdom. Again, that is just not how it works, folks. Dear saints, here is what is true. There is no neutral ground when it comes to God. You either belong to God or you belong to Satan. That's not my opinion. That is what Jesus said himself. Whoever is not with me is against me. Those who prefer to sit on the fence, they're only fooling themselves. Those sitting on the fence, they belong to the evil one, the devil. Remember the words of Jesus in the book of Revelation when he speaks to the church in Laodicea. He says, you are neither cold nor hot. Would that you were either cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm and neither hot or cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. That from Revelation 3. But you, dear saints, you are not fence sitters, although you are often tempted in that way. You belong to God. You are his baptized children. Now, the world considers such a thing to be worthless, but being baptized into Christ Jesus, that is no small thing. It is a tremendous gift of our Lord. Baptism casts out demons because it casts out sin. In fact, this is why Luther included in his baptismal rite the following words. He said, Therefore, depart, you unclean spirit, and make room for the Holy Spirit in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Folks, that's an exorcism. And he included that because he took seriously what Jesus taught concerning this blessed sacrament. He realized a person either belongs to God or to the devil. Now, this shouldn't shock or surprise us. When we look to Christ, we see that he too, he suffered demonic attack in the desert and throughout his ministry. Christians also suffer demonic attacks. However, unlike Jesus, we sometimes invite those attacks. Now, we may not think of such things like gossip, lies, pride, vanity, and sexual sin as being means of the demonic, but they are. Such demons, however they gain access to our lives, must be driven away by the word of God, just as Jesus drove Satan away by that very same word. We must not forget that Satan entered one of the twelve, leading him to betray the Lord of life. Now, as many sing as this sounds, it should not lead us to despair. As weak as you may be, Jesus was, well, weaker still, although it was for a divine purpose. Christ made himself the target of all Satan's fury. Jesus drew all of hell's hatred and violence to himself. However, in his weakness, Jesus is still stronger than the strong man who is Satan. Jesus disarmed the strong man by absorbing all of his attacks, even to the point of dying on the cross. See, in his hellish fury, Satan was content to see the wrath of God unleashed upon Jesus. However, it was the enduring of God the Father's wrath on the cross that undid Satan. The prophecy spoken to Adam and Eve in the garden was fulfilled. Jesus cried out, It is finished, to tell us thy, it is accomplished, it is fulfilled, and Satan's head was crushed, dealt a mortal wound by Christ, the stronger man. And now, because of the death and resurrection of Jesus, Satan's accusations against you, they no longer work. 
He has no voice in heaven's courtroom. The blood of Jesus covers your sins, and it shuts the devil's mouth. You, dear saints, are declared innocent, even holy, righteous in God's sight. You answer no witnesses. You face no charges. You are declared not guilty for the sake of Christ. You see, in Christ Jesus, the Father does not even remember your sins, and now you are the rightful heirs of God's heavenly kingdom, citizens of paradise itself. However, we must remember, as St. Peter tells us, to be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him, he says, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. Folks, Satan is very real, and should you disregard him, he is still very dangerous. But that doesn't need to happen to you. Again, you belong to God. He placed his triune name on you in holy baptism, and along with that, he gave you his promises of forgiveness, eternal life, and salvation. As his sheep, you hear his word and you follow him. He sets a table before you in the presence of your enemies, giving you his holy body and blood to eat and to drink. And when you receive this salutary gift, eating and drinking Christ's flesh and blood, you proclaim the Lord's life-giving death until he comes again. For it was his death that ends death. And being lifted up on the tree of the cross, Jesus draws all people to himself, men, women, and children. It is the death of Jesus that defends against the gates of hell itself and again shuts the devil's mouth. Dear saints, his death and his resurrection, it also means that he'll come again. He won't be long now. And in the meantime, he gives himself as food and drink for your soul to make you whole, to comfort your troubled conscience, and to draw, ever draw you ever closer to himself. His holy supper is the great sign of his love for you, as well as a foretaste of paradise to come. Now what brings all of this together is faith in Christ Jesus. In fact, that's the meaning behind the final two verses in the Gospel lesson today. While Mary, the mother of our Lord, was certainly blessed in giving birth to and providing for the Christ child, her true blessedness, and yours also, is found in these words. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. For through the word of God, demons are cast out, and Christ Jesus takes his place in your heart by faith. And that, dear Christian, is the blessed result of the spiritual war that he fights, the battle for your own soul. In the name of Jesus, amen. May the peace of God that surpasses understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Merciful God, you do not change and are always ready to hear our prayer. May our eyes be ever fixed on you, that we would always be ready to receive your forgiveness and help in time of need. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty Father, we thank you that Christ has disarmed the devil and liberated us by his blood, bringing us into his ranks together with all the saints. Preserve all Christians in the faith until life's end. Do not permit anyone to abandon or blaspheme your Spirit's work in the forgiveness of sins. Turn us in brotherly love toward one another to live always according to God's holy will. Lord, in your mercy. Lord God, you call us to live in purity and holiness. 
Protect and guide Christian families to love and seek chastity and decency, learning to grow in virtue and all godly living. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty God, no kingdom divided against itself can stand, and a house divided must fall. Graciously preserve our nation with its government. Frustrate the work of Satan and the seeds of destruction he would sow in every place were he not stayed by your gracious hand. Unite our leaders and our people for a common good while leading us to hope in that eternal kingdom which is not of this world. Lord, in your mercy. King of the nations, guide and protect, guard and protect our brothers and sisters in the churches of Ukraine and Russia. Bring to an end all bloodshed and frustrate the plans of those who work evil. By your spirit, keep your baptized children from hating one another and guide their feet into the way of peace. Embolden your church to purely confess your word in the face of great adversity and to serve our neighbors with compassion and love. Lord, in your mercy. O Lord, the strength of the weak, hear our prayers for all who are sick, anxious, lonely, or oppressed in any way, especially Ron Gibson, Bob Rash, Chuck Lichty, Erlene Lakey, Lisa Rash, and Ted Phillips. Overcome the devil and his demons, that he would not lead any into despair, and grant your healing and cleansing power to rest upon their bodies and minds. Lord, in your mercy. Blessed Lord, you join your word to the bread and wine, and so invite us to eat and drink. Grant that we may hear and keep your word in faith, that we may worthily receive the true body and blood of our Savior in our mouths, and so be given your eternal blessing. Lord, in your mercy. Blessed Lord, the mother of your son was blessed because she heard your word and kept it. Grant that we who hear your word would also treasure it in our hearts and minds and so receive your eternal blessing. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Once again, good morning and welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church on this third Sunday in Lent. I uh, have a quite a handful of announcements here. So, of course, immediately following worship, we have Sunday school and Bible study. And then also a special announcement re- uh, regarding something going on tomorrow. Uh, those of you who knew uh, Betty Burning, she was called to her eternal rest this past week, and her funeral will be at Mount Calvary Lutheran Church in Excelsior Springs tomorrow. Uh, the visitation will begin at 9, uh, with the funeral at 10 a.m., followed by a luncheon there at church. And then at 1 p.m., there will be a committal service here at Trinity Lutheran Cemetery just up the hill. Uh, so please make note again. Uh, of that. Again, that's a fu- the funeral for Betty Burning is tomorrow uh, with visitation at 9, the funeral at 10, followed then by a lunch, and then uh, the committal service will be at 1 p.m. at the cemetery up the hill here at, at our cemetery. So then also tomorrow at uh, 1.30 p.m. we have our Esther Bible study, and I'll go ahead and let the ladies uh, be aware uh, that I've been uh, invited to participate in the committal service uh, for Betty at the cemetery, so I might be just a couple minutes behind, uh, but I will be there uh, for the Bible study tomorrow at 1.30. Let's go ahead and call it 1.40 um, tomorrow afternoon. And then Tuesday at 7 p.m. we have our new member class at uh, uh, also. And then on Wednesday um, at 8 o'clock in the morning, this is also a, an additional announcement here, uh, Orphan Grain Train will meet beginning at 8 a.m. Is that correct, Jim? All right, they'll be here at 8 a.m. in the education wing to do their good work. Uh, Then at 3.30 in the afternoon, midweek school, followed by confirmation, our Lenten meal at 5 p.m., which is breakfast this week. 
Uh, and then our, um, again, I don't know why this keeps coming up. I promise you, I changed this, so I don't know what's happening. There's something with the machines. Uh, our Lent, uh, Lenten Vespers at 545, uh, followed by workout class and then choir rehearsal, and then Thursday at 7 p.m. handbell practice. Uh, also, Easter cards are available uh, on the card rack in the library. And a reminder, because this is a, a month where we have additional Tuesdays and Thursdays, typically it would be this coming Tuesday and Thursday that we would have Theology on Tap. It's a week later. Uh, so it is on uh, Tuesday the 29th for the ladies and Thursday the 31st for the men. And then, of course, a reminder that this coming Saturday now, the 26th, will be our family catechesis uh, Saturday school class. And that will go from 9 a.m. to 11.30. I do hope to see many of you there if you are able to come. Uh, and that brings us then to the end of our formal announcements. Anything that I may have missed? All right, God's peace be with you in the coming week. I'll greet you at the door.